Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Let's get into uh, relations between Queens Park and Ottawa. Now, sometimes this can be pretty frosty, and it has been in the past, and we would know some famous instances where that's happened. Uh, other times, there has been a sense of cooperation. But tensions seem to be ramping up right now between the federal government and uh, the Ontario government, the Ford government. Uh, the Premier's office says that uh, he uh, will not be meeting this week with Dominic LeBlanc, who is the International Affairs Minister, uh, who's also in charge of interprovincial relations. Uh, he was, he's in Queen's Park and says, can I meet with the Premier? It apparently asked a few days ago, and they said, no, he's too busy. Well, can you meet with him the next day? No, he's too busy. Uh, and it's, it's, it's falling in line very much with some of the other statements that the Premier has made about uh, the, the federal government, the liberal government, on other issues, obviously about carbon taxing and things of this nature. And it just seems as if they're building a wall here instead of trying to build bridges. Uh, what are the implications? Obviously, uh, you'd like to think that provincial governments and the federal government can work together, at least on some issues. Let's ask Richard Brennan about that, a retired journalist with the Toronto Star who covered both uh, Queen's Park and Parliament Hill for many, many years. Uh, Richard, thanks for the time. Good to have you with us today. Hi, Bill. How are you? Great today. Uh, listen, as I mentioned on the offset here, uh, it's not unusual for them to be some friction between provincial governments and federal governments on issues like this, but it just seems as if Ford is uh, is starting to build walls here. It's just like uh, I don't want to talk about anything to do with Trudeau or his government. Well, he needs this is a he needs an he needs an enemy, and you know he can't pick on Kathleen Wynne anymore. That's like you know kicking somebody when they're down. I, he obviously doesn't see uh, the NDP as a threat, so he's looking for an enemy. And this is this is not this has happened time before, time and time again before. I can think back when Bob Ray he was he was constantly fighting with Mulroney. And, and it's 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 politics at its best and its worst. Instead of instead of trying to get along with the federal government and and build some bridges, he sees this as an opportunity to feather his nest with with uh, his core supporters. Go after go after Trudeau. Say that you know he he screwed up uh, the you know the release of uh, marijuana uh, legalization of marijuana he said he screwed up that just today he said that the, he was speaking to the Ontario Provincial Police Association annual general meeting and accused the prime minister of being you know uh, in the witness protection program when it comes to defending his you know his release of of marijuana across the country and he he's done that with uh, with a trade now what the new NAFTA, if you will, he said before before it was uh, a signed deal or a, a tentative deal. He said he was shoulder to shoulder with the federal yeah, government, yeah. and now he's he's like been lambasting the federal government for the what he says are shortcomings in in the deal. But the, this is uh, this is kind of you know this is old school politics where it's it's easy. To pick, you know, to pick a fight with the federal government, it, it plays to your base, and then you you really don't have to, you know, deal with much else back home if you're fighting with the federal government. You know, you've you've said I'm I'm the man that's going to stick up to the stick up for you against the federal government on many levels, and he goes from there. Well, and let's talk about the trade issue because that may be part of the uh, the undercurrent with uh, what's happening with uh, Minister LeBlanc. 
as well because uh, uh, your point's well taken. I mean, he did say he stood shoulder to shoulder with the, 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 the Liberal government during those negotiations. LeBlanc contends that there was a meeting after the deal was signed with uh, the premier, and he said, okay, yeah, we can accept that. We can work with this. In other words, he seemed to be conciliatory about it, walked right out of the room and started blasting them for the whole thing. And he said, you know, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. I think the phrase he used was put a sock in it. I mean, that's that's not what you told us just the day before. So there's some growing animosity here, and you ought to wonder, is is the premier doing this to play to his base? And obviously the rural base. I mean, I'm sure he heard from the dairy farmers like everyone else did. You know, they were complaining about the deal to begin with. And and Ford, I think the deal, the day the deal was signed was, I think he was actually doing that plowing match, wasn't he? Up in Chatham, Kent? I mean, so, you know, he's right in the heart of it right there, and obviously he's going to play to that crowd. Well, this is political opportunism. You know, let's face it, like I said, this is... This has been done before, and it's 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 crass politics. But quite frankly, it works. He, he will, there will be people that say, you know, right on, you know, about time somebody stood up to Trudeau and his shenanigans, if you will. And he's he's painting that himself as you know as the the conquering hero that the guy is going to do it. But I think if Bill, if we boil this all down. I think that he's bored. Really? I really do. I think he's bored because he's he's a he's a guy that likes to campaign. The campaign's over. So he's he's looking for a new campaign and that's a campaign against the federal government. Well, I mean, you know, again, I, I I know people shudder every time you try to create analogies between Donald Trump and Rob Ford, and I'm not trying to suggest that on a personality basis or anything like that, but I'm talking about political styling. There are a lot of similarities, and and to your point, Richard, I mean, Trump has never stopped campaigning. No, he you know he goes to rallies. I mean, you know, he's, he's he did that a couple of days after the election, and he continues to do that. I mean. Uh, obviously, they they may be taking a page from that playbook and simply saying, "Look, go on the attack." That's where he's in his comfort zone. And tell people what you're doing is the biggest and best ever in the history of the world. Yeah. And well, I hear that you know just today when he was speaking to the OPPA, he was saying that they they've given they're going to give more money to the Ontario Provincial Police so or the Ontario Provincial Police I should say for a new radio system, and it's more money than ever been given to the OPP in in the history of Canada. <laughs> it's, so there's there are some similarities. But this this is not it is not good, I wouldn't think, and I believe, that you start a war with the federal government. And that's and that's what that's what it is. It's it's basically a, a, a full campaign against the federal government trying to build your your uh i guess status up in in the political world across canada i mean there's already people saying that he's got he's got eyes on 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 running federally i don't know if i buy that but you know it maybe does well they've got the yeah they charted it out uh you know if the liberals do win the election and and they're winning in the polls again uh, although you never know what's going to happen by next october but if they were to win another majority government, uh, the speculation from those that feel that, that that may be happening is that, well, Andrew Scheer's not going to be around much longer. He's not going to stay in opposition. This was his one shot at it. I, I'm not even sure if that's going to happen. I mean, they, they said that about every leader. Stephen Harper was supposed to get booted out after Paul Martin won the election. He didn't. 
and ended up winning the subsequent election. So I'm not so sure if there's a, there's a clear path there. But Ford's got to be feeling pretty big about himself and pretty good about himself right now. I mean, not too many people gave him a shot at winning the leadership. Not too many people gave him a shot at winning the, the general election. Uh, and he's got to be feeling this, hey, I got, you know, I, I'm, on a, I'm on a winning streak right now. Well, if he starts taking French lessons, then we'll know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but that's aside. I mean, it's it's the matter of building relationships. I mean, what LeBlanc apparently wanted to talk about was building trade relationships. And in light of this new deal, that's a conversation I think the Premier would want to have at some point. Well, he's what what, what he's what he's doing is he's 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 playing he's playing the game. Well, I'll be available when I want to be available. I'm the per, uh, Premier of Ontario. You don't come down here, you know, and treat me like a like a second, a poor second cousin, and tell me that I've got to jump when you arrived. So it, it's it's all a game. It's interesting, uh, since he won't meet with him, uh, LeBlanc is going to meet, but he's meeting with uh, Jim Wilson and Norm Miller, uh, two of the junior members. Well, Miller, of course, is uh, uh, House and, and then, of course, you got Jim Wilson, who's, uh, I think, Economic Development Minister. But Jim's been around a long time. Yeah, he's Actually, been, I think he'll get... More done meeting with Jim Wilson, quite frankly. Well, because Wilson is—he's he, been around for about five thousand years at Queens Park, of oh, course, yeah. and he's—he's—I uh, hate to use the term because I hate to use these designations, but he's—he's he's a moderate conservative, and and would probably sit down there. He's a very congenial guy. I've had the opportunity to talk to him a number of times. I, I think it's probably be a better and, and, and more productive meeting with Wilson than oh, it would absolutely. have been with the premier. Well, because Jim knows politics. He—you he, know—he's been—he's held several senior portfolios. And uh, the Harris government and and the Eve government, so I mean he knows what he's talking about. I think he'll be. Uh, I really do. I, I c- couldn't agree with you more. It'll be far more productive that to, because the premier is some in some ways like Trump is that he he's got a short attention span, and it, it's just you know the next shiny object that comes along. So I mean this may be for the best, quite frankly. Well, and he, he loves to talk in sound bites, uh, and and as I say, my experience with Jim Wilson, he's a lot more cerebral than that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, and so it might be a productive meeting. But this goes back. I mean, this animosity between the, uh, Queens Park and, and Ottawa has gone on. I mean, the most recent one where I think was very acrimonious, of course, was Jim Flaherty and Dwight Duncan uh, when Dalton McGuinney was elected, and Dwight Duncan was his finance minister. Uh, of course, those two sparred, I guess, when they were both at Queens Park, didn't they? Oh, oh they did, but. You know, I, there was a, there was a certain respect uh, between the two of them at Queens Park. I, that's my uh, interpretation of it. But I, that that really d- disappeared when when uh, Jim became the finance minister. Uh, and and as as I mentioned, of course, for the Harper government, and there was some acrimony between Dalton McGinney and Stephen Harper to begin with. Uh, so obviously, the the two le- lieutenants, uh, the you know the finance ministers, seem to carry that out. And and the, the the linchpin there was obviously the the harmonized sales tax, the HST proposal. Uh, that Flaherty had been chiding Duncan for not joining in on, and eventually, I, I suppose they won that battle. Well, the other the other thing to be concerned here too. Okay, let's say this this battle continues and it really takes on a life of its own. Well, the federal government, you know, they can uh, they can push back too, and well, how they do that is with funding. Yeah, that would be my concern. That's why I say, you know, there's certainly a downside to this. Well, and let's face it, they're the big dog here, and the provinces don't like to admit that, but, I mean, the federal government, as you say, has an awful lot of tools here. 
Uh, and, and it just seems as if Ford has, has decided, look it, I'm taking these guys to court about carbon taxing, so I can't be the guy's friend. That's all there is to it. And uh, and you got to wonder what other files are going to suffer as a result, because you deal, still have to build those relationships up between the, the, the federal government, of course, and, and e- any provincial government, really. Well, it's funny you mentioned the carbon tax, because there's just a story out just moments ago is that the uh, parliamentary uh, budget officer, I'll call them, and they don't call that in the provincial level, but anyway, has figured out it's going to cost $3 billion to get rid of the carbon the carbon tax. Yeah. Not the carbon tax. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a big chunk of change. I know. I know. The government was a little nervous about that, knowing the report came. By the way, that guy is a, is an independent. He does not work for the government. No. Uh, and and obviously he's he's crunched the numbers on this. And we anticipated there was going to be a substantial cost, uh, and that's going to uh, cause some rather inter- interesting questions. I would think once they get back into the house, that Richard, uh, uh, especially of finance minister Vic Fideli, where are you going to find the money? Yeah, and plus that it would have continued. You know, if we if we kept a. Um, it's not called carbon tax, excuse me, but... Uh, well, cap and trade cap in Ontario. Trade, thank you. Uh, cap and trade. That it would continue to bring money in. Yeah, I, I'd be interested to read the report because there's, there's there's really two parts. There's the lost revenue, yeah, and then there's the cost of, of actually canceling the contracts and the programs. And uh, So I'm not sure if that $3 billion that he talked about here is all-inclusive or if I'm it's, not sure. I just gave a quick glance before yeah. I came on it, but it, it, it would probably be lost... It would uh, what it will cost to wind it down, I would think. So that's a, a, another issue, obviously, that they're going to have to deal with here, and, and maybe a, another reason why the Premier didn't want to meet with LeBlanc about this today. Uh, there have been meetings in the past between the Prime Minister and the Premier, but it just seems as if things are getting a little shaky right now. Uh, it's the old idea, I guess, known you know, you're known for the company you keep. I mean, you know, Ford seemed to to go out west and uh, talk to Premier Mo and to Jason Kenney on a couple of different occasions. I guess ostensibly about the lawsuit and about carbon taxing, but that just seemed to embolden him. And he came back here, and there was a lot more rhetoric, uh, anti-Trudeau rhetoric. Oh no, no, he. I mean, he was out west, and he felt right, right in his own, uh, you know, with uh, Jason Kenney and and uh, you know. Spouting, you know, spouting the uh, the uh, I guess taking the line that the federal government is uh, the 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 evil man here and uh, has to be dealt with. That's I mean that, and he came back like you said, he was emboldened by it. Is there an opportunity here for the the good cop bad cop uh, scenario that somebody else in in Ford's cabinet can try to reach out and establish those relationships? Oh, oh there's always there's always you know the the back channels. Yeah, for sure. You know, somebody can come across as, you know, if you will, as the ambassador uh, to try and forge some kind of agreement or relationship, if you will, with with the federal government. It'll be a kind of back channel, but that that won't that won't stop the that won't stop the rhetoric from uh, forging. Yeah, don't pay pay no attention to the guy behind the curtain, right? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Richard, always a pleasure. Thanks for this today. Okay, Bill, thanks a lot. Richard Brennan, of course, uh, who covered Queens Park and Parliament Hill for many, many years. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.